This episode of the Lutheran Cartographer is brought to you by the Ron Paul Homeschool Curriculum. If you're looking for a good curriculum, check it out at lutherancartographer.com slash homeschool. The Lutheran Cartographer, episode 35. Welcome to the Lutheran Cartographer, the podcast where we explore what it's like to be Lutheran in different places. I'm your host, Nicholas Weber. Today we're going to Boise, Idaho to talk to Pastor Timothy Pauls of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. Pastor Pauls, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Nicholas. Thanks for the invitation. Absolutely. So help orient us geographically. We're out in the West in Idaho. Where exactly is Boise? Yeah, so if, if you're familiar with Idaho, we've got the big southern part and the panhandle. And if you chop off the panhandle, we're at kind of at the western side of what's left of the state. So uh, down down in southern Idaho, right along the interstate, uh, you'll, you'll drive by Boise and almost see it, but not quite. So if you were to go, say, directly east from Eugene, Oregon, would that about hit Boise then? That would be that would be about right, I think. Um, yeah, because you have to go a little bit north to get to Portland, so I think due due east of Eugene would be about right. Okay, sounds good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Boise. Yeah, so I uh, I've been in Boise at uh, Good Shepherd now for twenty two years. I arrived here as the assistant pastor in uh, nineteen ninety eight. Um, it's my second call. I was uh, I was a pastor up in Haley, Idaho, up in the mountains for four and a half years before then. Um, I, uh, I grew up in Seattle and went to school in Portland. Uh, went to seminary in St. Louis, so it was good to get back out to the to the Northwest. And um, I've been living here um, ever since. I'm, I'm I'm married. We have two boys who grew up in Boise, and and now our one is married, and one is uh, going to be a senior in college this next year. So it's a uh, it's been the place where we've raised our family. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about those good things about Boise and about why it was a good place or a place to raise a family. Yeah, so so Boise is an interesting city of, of you know, I've, I've lived in what, Seattle, Portland, Seattle, I've, twice, I guess, uh, St. Louis and San Antonio. Um, Boise is, is a big enough city for city conveniences without a lot of the big city problems. So there's about, oh, 700,000 people in the Treasure Valley, 400,000 of those are, are right in, in Boise here. And so it was a fairly good sized city, but it's also extremely isolated. Um, the next big cities of any size are, are Portland to the west and Seattle to the northwest. And those are, what, at least 500 miles away. And then going to the east, uh, there's Salt Lake City, that's about a six, seven-hour drive and beyond that is denver colorado so so we're we're um kind of an isolated good-sized city and that means that if you're going to find anything in idaho it's probably going to be here so the seat of government is in boise um all the the, the trauma centers for the intermountain west are, are are here at the hospitals in boise there are several military bases around so um all sorts of different activities and industries and, and, and things going on. It's uh, it's a relatively conservative place. It's been a great a great place to raise a family. It's it's a pretty calm place. You know, uh, Seattle and Portland right now, especially, are known for a lot of demonstrations. And and um, there's probably a less 
there's actually there's there's probably a smaller spectrum of political disagreement in Boise, but I think it's it's handled a lot more diplomatically here too. So it's 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 a calm place. Um, we have four seasons. We'll have a couple of days in the summer that get get up over a hundred. A couple of nights during the winter that get below freezing or below zero. Um, so it's it's uh, and I guess the other thing about Boise is once you get outside the city limits, you're you're in the wilderness right away. So um, we're a, we're a high desert territory. Uh, just south of us, the desert stretches down through Nevada. Uh, uh, that's just south of us, and to the north of us, then we get into uh, into the mountains that stretch up to Canada. And so whether you like uh, desert activities or fishing and hunting up north, you can get into the wilderness in half an hour easily from from Boise. Just a marvelous place. Excellent. That that sounds really good. So going back to what you said earlier, it it really does kind of encapsulate that big city conveniences without the big city problems, as you put it then. Yeah, I, I would say so. Now we we have been we have been discovered. Lots of people are moving to Boise these days, which on the one hand means that you know the restaurants are getting better. Um, on on the other hand, it means that the traffic is getting worse. So it's it's trying to find that that nice uh, happy medium between big enough and too big, and and ad- making adjustments along the way. I see. So let's talk about the flip side. What are some of the challenges about being in Boise? So um, the, uh, the the isolation is, is kind of a challenge in some ways, just because if if say our families aren't in Boise and they're not, then they're just they're just far away, and and so um, it it can be a little bit isolating at times to be here, but again with with an airport close by, that's not a big deal. Um, the uh, I, I think the biggest complaints right now in Boise are are the, the the traffic patterns. We really don't have the infrastructure for people who are moving here right now, and then housing prices are skyrocketing along with property taxes, and and nobody likes to pay more money. So um, the, those are the big things. There's there's always um, there's always concern about where the neighborhood's going, where the city is going, and, and things like that. But but you know that's that's uh. That's living in society with with your fellow citizens, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose so. What else are some of the challenges? What other things are you do you face? You know, it it, it really is. Those are really things that come to mind. Crime is relatively low in Boise. Um, I, you know, be it, un, un, unless your air conditioning fails during the summer months, it's it's a pretty pretty ideal spot for us to be. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. How about how does it compare with some of the other places that you've been in terms of how would you contrast it with, say, St. Louis or when you were up in um, northern Idaho? Again, Idaho is is by far the most politically politically conservative place that I've, I've I've lived. Boise itself is kind of liberal, but the state is 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 um, quite conservative um, compared to. Seattle, I, I miss the water. This is the desert. It's, it's it's not by the ocean, and 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 so um, and so we have we have rivers, but a lot of a lot of dry air. Um, you know, St. Louis is is an old city. It's got a lot of sprawl to it, and a lot of a lot of parts that could use um, use rebuilding. Boise is 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 just not that. It's not that old of a city out west, you know. State history for Boise runs back 150 years instead of back to uh, 200 or 300 years, and 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 the the, the city itself reflects that. Um, 
in in all the other places I've lived, except for small town Idaho, you know, the cities were big enough and old enough where there was a bad part of town to stay out of. Boise really doesn't have a bad part of town. I mean, there's 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 crime, but there's not a place where you say don't go out there at night because you'll get in trouble. Compared to St. Louis, the humidity is marvelously low here. If anything, it's it's a little bit too low. But I'll I'll take I'll take the dry heat over humidity anytime. Yeah, and, and I th I think just the the other the other thing is is with the size of the city, I can be anywhere I need to be in the city in 20 to 25 minutes or less. Whereas with the I-5 corridor, be it Portland or Seattle, it takes a while to get around places, and and uh, and 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 you have to plan a lot more. Whereas in in Boise, you can get to places spontaneously pretty quickly overall. Okay, that makes sense. One of the things you said earlier in when you were comparing contrasting things, you mentioned how some things need to be updated. I had the experience where I was driving through South Dakota in the early. 2000s and I walked into a mall and it felt like I'd walked into the early 90s or the late 80s. Is that the kind of feeling when you say things need updated or do you mean something else? Yeah, so mostly in Boise, it's the infrastructure of roads and bridges and things like that, just because there's twice as much traffic and and and, and the same number of lanes as before. So any major east-west or north-south arterial, arterial right now is or has been recently under construction. So there's a lot, a lot of construction delays. Um, the uh, downtown Boise doesn't really need to be rebuilt. A lot of it is getting built for the first time because for the longest time you'd have a couple of buildings and then a big dirt lot where nobody had ever built before. And and now downtown is pretty much filled in with the vacant lots and things. And um, and now that's spreading out to to the other areas of Boise, where if if buildings are or if neighborhoods businesses are are you know 40, 50 years old, the strip malls are looking kind of dilapidated, and that's getting slowly gentrified um, once again. But um, the stuff that really needs help is is transportation around here, just twice as many cars and and the same number of roads. I see. Now let's talk about what it's like to be Lutheran in Boise. Are, is Lutheranism known in the area? What's it like to be a Lutheran there? Yeah, so people really don't know much about Lutherans here. The, uh, the biggest religious population in Idaho is, is, uh, is of course, a Mormon, this close to, to, to Utah. The second biggest is Roman Catholic. And then after that, you have a lot of um, Protestant evangelical churches, but very few people know what a Lutheran is, and and most people associate the name Lutheran with with our uh, with with more liberal Lutheran church bodies in the Missouri Synod. So, um, I've had people call up the church before and simply ask if if we're part of if if we're Christians or not. Um, so it it it's it's in some ways um, a marvelous blank slate. Um, you know, because people really, really don't have a lot of expectations once they understand that that we're we're not we're not uh, say an, an ELCA congregation, and at, at the same time, they, you with a blank slate, you've got to start at zero and and and, and build from there. Um, my uh, my dad is from Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin, and I think there are more LCMS churches in Sheboygan, Sheboygan Falls, than there are in all of South Idaho. 
And so on, on, on the bright side, you know, we're not stepping on each other's toes all the time. The next Lutheran church isn't across the street. Um, on, on the other hand, you really don't have any sort of a culture and, and not a whole lot of fraternity because we're just spread out so far. I see. So where is the nearest Luther, LCMS church? There, there's one other uh, Lutheran church in in uh, in Boise. It's on the other side of town. Uh, that, that's beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. And then to our um, to our west, there would be one in two in Meridian, one in Nampa, one in Caldwell, and then from there it's all the way to Ontario, Oregon before the next one. So our our circuit runs about 160 miles east west and about 80 miles maybe 100 miles north-south, and that's only about 11 congregations. I see. Okay. So let's take a moment just to say a little bit more about what it's like to be and what the situation is like to be among so many Mormons. What challenges does that present yeah. or opportunities? Yeah, so so in the city of Boise itself, Boise has changed and grown enough where where there isn't near as much of a Mormon influence as there was when I first got here. Um, the city itself has become far more um, secularized and 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 I, I think um, politically liberal than than the Mormon Church would be comfortable with. Um, in in the outlying towns and areas, that influence is uh, of course far more pronounced. Um, so, you know, when, once upon a time, um, I think I had far more encounters with, with Mormons than I, than I, 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 I do now. Um, they're, uh, they're on, on the one hand, they, they emphasize citizenship and, and, and being good neighbors an awful lot. They, uh, they tragically use the same words as we do to, to, to talk about a religion that has, has nothing to do with the gospel. Uh, so it takes some time to, to, um, unravel what the words mean before you have a meaningful conversation. You know, I've, I've had some folks talk about how, how their kids at their Lutheran can't find, can't find friends in, in, in school because they're Lutheran and everybody else is Mormon. And, and I suppose that happens. I just really have never experienced that kind of, that kind of um, opposition. We've pretty much gotten along with the neighbors just fine. That's good. Now let's talk about what it's like to raise a family there. You mentioned you raised your your two boys there. What's it like for families? Yeah, so so um, so Boise is 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 uh, is a great place, I think, to to raise a family. Again, the uh, the culture is is relatively conservative, and so you know you you want kind of a conservative moral place as much as you can find to to raise a family. And and it's 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 certainly not the Garden of Eden, but it's it's not like a real progressive agenda is is evident either. The um the public schools are they're 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 public schools. You can get an education. They're not a great one, um, and of course not a not a Christian one. We uh we enrolled our kids uh, once we had a Lutheran school here at Good Shepherd that closed down when my oldest was in sixth grade. So we enrolled our kids in a, a classical Christian school in Meridian, the next town over, and and uh, that's one of the many private school options that are available in in the area. And um and they got a great education there. Um, activities wise, you know, you've got organized sports in town. Uh, you've got fishing and hunting just out of town. Um, all sorts of different activities. 
Um, Boise is big enough where you can have some science clubs and chess clubs and things for the more intellectual kinds. And so there's certainly a, a wide variety of activities for kids. And, and I think uh, still a pretty good respect for the nuclear family. Excellent. Let's take a moment for a word from our sponsor. At this time, a lot of parents and grandparents are considering keeping their children at home when the government schools open back up in the fall, and I would encourage you to do the same. If you're looking for a curriculum, I would recommend checking out the Ron Paul Homeschool Curriculum. This will teach your children well how to live in the left-hand kingdom with classes in business, natural sciences, as well as college prep, in addition to all the usual subjects that you would expect from any curriculum, such as mathematics and history. Best thing about this curriculum is that it is self-directed after the third grade, so you don't have to pull your hair out trying to stay a step ahead of your children in the curriculum. If you're interested, I'd recommend checking it out at lutheranecartographer.com homeschool. That's lutheranecartographer.com homeschool. Let's get back to our guest. What would you say to those that are thinking about moving to Boise in terms of things to watch out for, things that people should be aware of, in addition to the things that we've already addressed, such as the, the growing pains? Yeah, um, so so right now, the, uh, the, the growing pains, the housing prices are, are, are probably the big thing. There is a little bit of, of um, resistance to new people moving in, uh, right? Because you have, you have a lot of folks who are are comfortable with the, with the old boys in the old Idaho that wasn't very crowded at all, and uh, and 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 now uh, you have a lot of people moving in. If 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 your license plates have California on them, you probably want to smile extra hard at your neighbors because there's just kind of a, a an unfair bias or uh, in, in that respect. Um, so it, it's 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 still a, a fairly good place to settle if if you're not used to harsh winters, um, we might have a very temperate winter or one that that you're you're you've got snow on the ground for three or four months. It all depends. If you're not used to really hot summers, then it's going to be a bit of surprises a surprise as well. So. Um, perhaps the climate is a bit more extreme than a lot of people are used to in in, in both directions. If you are not a big fan of the outdoors, um, then your options for activities will be far more limited. If you are a fan of the outdoors, there's probably not a, there are very few better places to be than, than Southern Idaho. I see. Let's talk now about what sort of activities or things to do or places to eat that you would recommend. If you had a friend coming into town, what would you say, oh, you gotta check this out or you gotta go on this hike? If they're from out of town and especially the Midwest, and, and, and we have a day or two, I love to take them on a drive up into Stanley and, and down through uh, Sun Valley and catch them and back around so you can get a good slice of Idaho geography. Um, Boise is not the prettiest spot. Like I said, we're we're on the edge of the desert, so whatever isn't irrigated is all sagebrush and dirt, but uh, we're, we're so close to these beautiful mountains. Um, I, I have friends who fly in from the Midwest and they see the foothills at the edge of Boise and they say, you have such beautiful mountains here. And, and actually those are blocking the beautiful mountains. And so to get them up and in, in, into the, just, just for a drive up, up into the Sawtooths, for instance, is, is a fantastic thing. There are, there are plenty of hikes right around Boise here. We can get a good view or else there's a, um, 
a marvelous green belt all the way up and down the Boise River for 25 miles in each direction um, from from downtown. Um, I would, I would, I, you know, if, if people enjoy fishing, there's a trout stream around every corner. I won't give you my secret spots, but, uh, but you can actually pick out what kind of trout you want to fish for and then pick the appropriate stream to do so. Um, if, if, if there's skiing, there's, there's a, there's a ski resort about, uh, 15 miles out of town, Bogus Basin. If there's white water activities, you can go rafting close by or else there's kayaking right on the river in Boise. Um, restaurant wise, uh, we have a, a big enough population of everybody now where I can, I can point you to Luciano's down the street for Italian food or, or, uh, or Bardenay for, for good Basque food, or if you want the best cinnamon rolls, Granny C's Bakery around the, around the corner from church is a great place to be. Um, we have, uh, we have vineyards close by, so we have local wineries that are fantastic to tour. If, if people like to tour um, wineries and sample, that's about 30 miles away in, in Caldwell. We have, I think we're 10th in the nation for most microbreweries per capita in Idaho, which is saying something for how how rural and isolated we are so um yeah e eating activities uh if if people are more into the arts we have a a fairly good uh baroque uh group that performs four different concerts a year we have a we have a, a symphony downtown and again not quite not quite big city level stuff but uh but a, a, a nice afternoon all right so now at this time, of course, we're recording this on the 29th of July. A lot of places are going through uh, coronavirus restrictions uh, from anywhere from states that are fairly loose in their restrictions, like South Dakota, to those states like California, where churches still can't really meet. So what's it like in Idaho and in Boise in particular? What are you experiencing right now? Yeah, restrictions across the state of Idaho are pretty low right now. I guess in, in the, the national stages are kind of the same from state to state, and, and the, the state itself is stage four. Boise, um, between its health department and, and government and just the population, is, is, is somewhere around stage three, moving back towards stage two. So um, masks are required in any public place, indoors or outdoors. Um, unless you can stay six feet apart, but then there's 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 every sort of exception in the book. So bars are closed, restaurants with bars are open as long as you're six feet apart. Health clubs are, are mask-free as long as the weight benches are six feet apart, whereas churches are still required to have masks at this point. Um, although that requirement just came back to us last night so it's it's kind of a kind of an ever-changing thing there's there's uh there's still a lot of freedom to move around but but um but masks are kind of the big thing the new fashion accessory of i don't know whether you like it or not i see okay and what would you say the general attitude of the population is in terms of uh one, one of the things that absolutely shocked me back in march was seeing people begging the Washington state governor to lock down, which I never thought I would see in America. What, what, what's the kind of populist, uh, the attitude of the populace in, in Boise? Yeah. So overall, Idaho is, is, is quite independent and quite suspicious of government. 
Um, and that's just kind of a historical thing. In in Boise itself, that that's kind of flipped. Uh, you know, there are there are two counties that vote blue in all of Idaho, and 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 this is one of the two. So um, most most of the state of Idaho is very resistant to any sorts of of orders for the government. Um, in, in Boise, it's far more, I think, 50-50 between old Boise and new Boise about whether or not um, the government has the right to tell us to wear masks or, 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 or do anything else. So there's, there's a fair amount of, of tension and argument, but that takes the form of um, heated debates on neighborhood email chats is as violent as it gets around <laughs> here. All right. Well, I suppose it's, it's, that is better than uh, kind of the disagreement in the street that we might see in, out here in Seattle. That's, that's right. All right. So as we begin to, to close out the podcast, I want to make sure to give you the opportunity to point our listeners to anything that you would like, whether it's your church's website, places to follow you online, or would you like to point our listeners? The, the website, if you if you want a, a little taste of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church, is gslcboise.org. And um, whether it's the website or or Sunday morning, I'd describe it as kind of a, a meat and potatoes Missouri Synod Lutheran Church. Um, what what you see is is what you get. If, if you come here on a Sunday morning, we currently have three services to keep the, uh, the attendance down below the, the mandatory or the maximum of 50. But but when you when you come to church here, you'll you'll get a service with a uh, with with the liturgy, with hymns, with with the proclamation of the word, with the with the Lord's Supper, and um, we've been blessed with with some marvelous musicians, both instrumentalists and vocalists, and so we've had the joy of of working on a. Uh, on ornamenting the service with beauty, with 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 a lot of, of musical stuff over the past few years, especially, and so um, you know, I, I I think of the old story of, of the of the Russian theologians saying we didn't know if we were in heaven or on earth when they were at the Hagia Sophia, and I can't quite say we're we're at that level yet, but I I hope that when when people come to Good Shepherd, they hear the word, they receive the supper, and then they can say, this is a place where I found rest, and I. I, I, I got forgiven for my sins. I received forgiveness, and and it was it was not like the rest of the rat race out there. Um, very friendly congregation. We have we are pretty much evenly split among all generations. We've got a lot of a lot of babies who are happy to scream during the sermon, all the way up to uh, to folks in their 80s who still faithfully come to church. And so it's 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 just a great family. Wonderful. Thank you very much for your time today. What are your parting thoughts for our listeners, Pastor Pauls? Well, um, certainly, if, if you're if you're uh, if you're in Boise, stop on by. I'm, um, I, you know, I've listened to a, a few of your podcasts everywhere from from small town Wyoming up to uh, up to Boston, Massachusetts, and and I would just echo what what my brother pastors have said that that how marvelous it is that that rather than rather than demand that we all travel to one temple in one place, the Lord comes to be with his people in, in, in all sorts of locations. And, uh, and you know, wherever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them and his means of grace. And so you there in in, in, uh, in Tacoma and, and me and Boise, we're, we're brothers in Christ, and the same Lord is with us on Sunday morning. Amen. Thank you again. God's peace. Hey, thanks, Nicholas. God's peace to you. Thanks for listening to The Lutheran Cartographer. For more about the things that we talked about today, check out the show notes page at lutheran slash thirty-five.
Before you go, I want to make sure that you take a moment to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. You can do that on Stitcher or on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast provider is. And while you're there, I'd appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and a review so that more people can listen to the show. Until next time, I'm Nicholas Weber. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.